Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. We just form a fucking wall. O'Neal deep on the post, lots of contact there. Oh, what a block by Wallace! What wow. a jump ball! This team's down four, 12 8, 7 38 to play the first half. First from Rodney, stuck into the rim! Reggie inside for Andre, and a dynamite dunk! Hello, Pistons fans, and welcome to another edition of the Palace of Pistons podcast. I'm your host today, Aaron Johnson. No Mike Anguiano alongside me today. If he were here, he'd be hosting, but since he's not, I will be stepping into that role. And today, I'm going to be joined by Palace of Pistons contributor, Tim Forkin. Tim also has his own YouTube channel. You may know it, Tim Forkin TV. Uh, he does a lot of different things. Tim, why don't you quickly just introduce yourselves because I believe this might be your first time on the podcast. Uh, if not, it's definitely been a long time since the podcast has been gone for so long, but give a little bit of an introduction about yourself and what you do. What's up, guys? Yes, this is my first time on the pod. I've been begging Aaron for months and, and basically years to be on this podcast, and he wouldn't let me, wouldn't let me, wouldn't let me. So I'm finally on. Going to make the most out of this opportunity, get some shots up. But yeah, I've uh, been with Palace of Pistons since either June or July of 2019, so over a year now, uh, making videos, writing articles, and now I get to be on a podcast. So about to hit the Triple Crown with Palace of Business content. Got a lot to say about this Pistons team, and I'm excited to be here. Well, glad to have you here, Tim. Uh, let's get right into it. First things first, we're two games into Detroit's preseason now, and the hot topic is certainly going to be the play of the rookies and the other young players on this team. But currently, let's stick with the rookies. We've gotten two games now of Killian Hayes, Sadiq Bey, Isaiah Stewart, and even Saban Lee. Obviously, the focus is going to really shine on Killian Hayes. Let's talk about him for a minute. Game one against the Knicks, five points, four rebounds, three assists, two steals, seven turnovers. A much better game on Sunday night versus the Knicks. Six points, five rebounds, and four assists. However, with the turnovers down, there were still some issues to shooting. Two of 11 from the floor. What has his performance meant to you so far? Is it good? Is it bad? Is there anything you're worried about? What are your What is your overall impression of the rookie point guard? I mean, I think it was the right pick. And then we, we heard Blake Griffin say it tonight in the postgame presser. So everyone does this when guys get drafted, that their shooting isn't good, it's the preseason, there's something to be worried about. And then we go back and realize these guys have been Pistons for less than a month. They didn't get summer league. They didn't get a full training camp. They're being thrown into the fire, as Dwayne Casey has continued to say. So when I look at Killian Hayes, I don't really worry about his shooting percentages or his turnovers. It's more about how he looks when he's on the court with other NBA players. You know, the Knicks this whole time have been playing their starters and their important players for the majority of the game, while the Pistons go deep into their rotation. And whether it's against the Knicks starters, and yes, it is the Knicks, or their bench pieces, Hayes looks like he belongs in the league. He's got a nice handle. Still more work to do there, but confident scoring. Just he looks like he belongs, and that was what we were waiting for when we, when we got into training camp, got into uh, these first few preseason games. Hayes looks like he belongs. I think with more time as a professional player will come much more confidence and just if he looks 
as confident as he did tonight as he will throughout the season, that's probably an issue because he still has more room to grow. But I just think he's on upward trajectory. And we, we talked about this before. Aaron was the guy who put Hayes on to me as the Pistons pick. This is back in January, February, March. And I was like, I don't know. We'll see. I like him. But there's other guys. Of course, I was on the LaMelo train. But Hayes exceeding expectations so far as far as who he can be. And I think there's much more room for him to grow. Yeah, I'm not worried about him whatsoever. I think the turnovers in game one, we saw how quickly that wasn't an issue in game two. And it's still, it's going to be an issue. You know, this is certainly preseason. He's playing the Knicks. It's not a very uh, competitive high-level basketball team. He's going to have nights where he struggles, uh, you know, turning the ball over and whatnot. The shooting, it just doesn't concern me. Two of 11 today. He didn't have a great shooting performance in his first game either, but those things just don't matter to me right now. He's a 19-year-old playing his first, against NBA players for the first time in his life. He hasn't played competitive basketball in somewhere around nine months. This is all kind of uh, learning the ropes, and it's a lot tougher for him than it has been for rookies in years past because of the pandemic, because of the stop of play. He hasn't had that opportunity of a summer league, of, you know, a couple months of being in the Pistons program. He got drafted back, you know, just a short time ago back in November. Here we are in the first couple weeks of December. He's already playing. It was get drafted. There's free agency. You're hopping right into training camp and start playing. It's going to be a learn on the go, and the Pistons have taken a throw him into the fire style approach, starting him over Derrick Rose playing him big minutes, putting the ball in his hands, and giving him plenty of opportunity. And I respect and I like that style of management by the Pistons in terms of what they're doing with Hayes. His performances, they just don't scare me. He's making good plays. He's making right plays. So far, if there's one thing that I would necessarily nitpick, would be I'd like to see him attack the basket a little bit more. He's opting for more of his sidestep, step-back jumpers instead of really going towards the rim. And when he does go towards the rim, he never completely goes the full way. He tends to stop and put up a floater. I'd like to see him get more aggressive going at the rim. That's going to come with time. Also not a great matchup for him to attack the basket with some of the athletic bigs that the Knicks have on their roster in Nerlens Noel and Mitchell Robinson. But I'm not worried in the slightest. He's made a lot of the right plays. He's looked good defensively as well. Uses his length, uses his hands, uses his wingspan to cause havoc, get in passing lanes, deflect basketballs. It's been a lot of good for Hayes outside of the shooting woes and the turnovers. Those are things that can be expected out of really all players right now as they try to get back into the swing of things, and especially for one of the youngest players in the NBA right now, learning the ropes of the league. But moving on from Hayes, taking a look at the other rookies from the Pistons roster, Obviously, I think a lot of people liked what they had seen out of Sadiq Bey through two games. Had a great first game of the preseason, 14 points, knocked down three three-pointers. A quieter game, too, not as many minutes, not as many opportunities for him, just two points and two rebounds. But in both games, made some nice plays defensively, held his own down low against the likes of Julius Randle couple other players on the Knicks roster RJ Barrett one as well that he got matched up with a couple times in both games and did a nice job defending against uh, I would I've 
I like what I see about what I've seen from Sadiq Bay. We're going to get more into him later. Uh, Isaiah Stewart, not a ton to really look at. Same goes for Saban Lee. Now, I guess the biggest thing we can talk about with uh, Stewart is that he got ejected in the closing moments of the second preseason game for Detroit. Legend. <laughs> but any any thoughts on those three other rookies that don't necessarily hold the same spotlight and shine of Killian Hayes? Any other thoughts on them? I mean, I'm impressed with Stewart in his limited minutes. Uh, there's a clip, I think it's Josh Jackson, that got fouled. And once Stewart realized uh, that he was on the ground, he had to sprint over and pick him up, like, lightning quick. And when you have a guy like that, he's just mesmerizing to watch, whether it's his hair flopping around, him having a second, third, fourth jump for a rebound. Even if he isn't as effective as he might be one day or he might not ever be, he is really fun to watch. Him getting ejected for talking trash is just in a preseason game. I mean, can you ask for much more? Yes, he is the 16th pick, so yes, you can ask for more. But I think there's something there with him. I just think he isn't as far along as the other rookies are. I think him and Lee are kind of in the same category as far as they're going to need some time. But I think Stewart would be ahead of Lee. And then Sadiq, obviously, ahead of, of Stewart. Um, Sadiq Bay, as as all the rookies are concerned, usually you worry about the way they feel on the court, the way they move around. Like Sadiq Bay looks like a pro already. And yes, we said about Villanova guys every year, but Sadiq Bay really is a pro. Had an excellent shooting game in the uh, first game, second game, kind of limited attempts. But the one take he had, he looked like a strong, competent NBA player. So they traded all the second round picks for Luke uh, with Luke um, for Sadiq Bay. At first, doesn't look that good, but figuring out who Sadiq Bay is through these preseason games, I think the trade will be worth it. And then Saban Lee, don't have that much on him. I mean, he is what he is. He's a backup guard. He'll probably dominate the G League, but for right now, he looked good tonight. But I don't think in a situation with Rose and Hayes as your point guards, I mean, what really, what use does he really have? He'll be on the two way and he'll be fine. One thing I really like about Bay is as a 6'9 forward, he's able to play at both spots. And through these two preseason games, he's just looked incredibly comfortable for a rookie. And I get he's not a super young rookie. He's 22 years old, I believe. Uh, But he's come in and he's just looked comfortable out there. He doesn't seem to be, you know, caught up in the moment or nervous, anxious, he's just going out there and he's making the right plays. And that's really good to see from a rookie. This is a guy that I was very high on when the Pistons drafted him. I like what he brings as a two-way player, and he's shown already why he's considered to be a two-way prospect. He can defend wings. He can defend ball handlers. He obviously can shoot the ball. He's even shown a little bit of a game off the dribble, which wasn't something we saw a ton of at Villanova. And I'm not sure it's going to truly develop into an NBA skill just yet. I'll let him prove me wrong in that regard. But on both sides of the floor, he's been poised. He's played under control. And he's had some nice moments. This is a guy for Detroit that obviously they gave up a lot for in Luke Kennard in four second-round picks. But so far... You see why Troy Weaver did it. And even if you don't agree with it, you can at least see the method behind the madness uh, in terms of that deal. But 
Before we move on to our next topic, I wanted to mention to our listeners a special offer exclusive to Palace of Pistons. You can pick up former Detroit Piston and Mayor of Detroit Dave Bing's new book, Attacking the Rim, from triumphbooks.com using our special code PISTONS30 for 30% off your order. Read about Dave Bing's journey from NBA legend and Hall of Famer to business leader and big city mayor. Again, head to triumphbooks.com and use code PISTONS30 for 30% off your order of the book. Well, let's move on to our second topic of today's show. And we're going to talk about a player that had a very good first game of the preseason and then kind of disappeared in game two. It kind of also coincides with his role, and we're going to talk about that as well. But Sfima Hailuk had a very good first game, 14 points, four three-pointers in the Pistons' preseason loss to the Knicks. Then followed up with a much poorer performance, 105 from the floor, didn't get off the bench in the second half, came off the bench in the first half, didn't play in the second half in game two versus the Knicks. He's not he's not the starting shooting guard right now. Dwayne Casey has started DeLon Wright in both those games. I was anticipating him being the starting two guard. Right now it looks like he's fighting for minutes in a rotation that is filled with wings that can play. DeLon Wright, Josh Jackson, Sadiq Bey. There's a lot of different guys vying for minutes at the two and at the three. Fima Luke, where does he fit with this Pistons roster? I think Svi is super important because you talk about having shooting in the NBA nowadays. It's the most important skill to have. You need to have shooting. And Svi is a shooter, and I think in that starting lineup he works. But off the bench, they don't have any shooting. I don't. I personally didn't like the Wayne Ellington pickup. Yes, you need veterans. Yes, he wanted to come here. But they need shooting in the lineup, Svi has got to be that, especially off the bench. All in all, like Svi, he's more than what he's showing. I think people are penciling him into being a spot-up shooter. I think he can get to the rim. I think he is a great playmaker. I think he can bring the ball up. I think he's important for the Pistons at that, spotting, at that starting shooting guard spot or off the bench. He needs to play starters minutes, so... However you want to cut that up, if you think DeLon Wright is a good starter for him, or if you think Sadiq Bey or Derrick Rose can slide up to the two, Josh Jackson, even if you want to start Wayne Ellington for some reason, Svi needs to play 30 minutes a game, 27 minutes a game. We saw him average three points a game in his rookie year, nine in his second year. On the Hooper Lifestyle page, I made a video about third-year leaps and how players get much better in their third season. He could easily play 27 minutes a game and jump up to 14 points per game, kind of like Luke Kennard did. So, all in all, Steve Mihailuk, he's important. He needs to play starters minutes because he is important for his shooting. This is why I was partly confused with some of the moves that Troy Weaver made throughout the offseason. I like Steve Mihailuk a lot, and it was pretty clear once the Pistons traded Luke Kennard that Mihailuk was bound to step into his role. But then the Pistons went out. And they signed Josh Jackson, and they drafted Sadiq Bey, and then they traded for DeLon Wright, and they signed Wayne Ellington. So they made all these moves to bring in all of these other wings to their roster. And now Mihailuk is going to have to fight for minutes. 
And I don't know how I feel about that. I think when you have a guy that is in his lower 20s and had a very productive and, and promising season for you in the way that Mihailuk did last year, he should have automatically been given the starting shooting guard spot, and it should have been his, his to lose. I understand yeah. why Dwayne Casey likes DeLon Wright. He can handle the basketball. He's a little bit older at 28 years old, so he's done more in the league than Mihailuk has. But this is a Detroit team that's going to be bad. This is a Detroit team that already has veterans in the starting lineup in Jeremy Grant, Blake Griffin, and Mason Plumlee. They could use some youth in the in the starting group. And quite frankly, it's an opportunity to see where Mihailuk fits in with some of your core guys. I'm, I'm not certain that Dwayne Casey is set on his starting lineup, but I certainly think that the starting five that he's used throughout the first two preseason games is the lineup he will start the regular season with. But in terms of managing your assets and managing your prospects, I don't think that the Pistons did Sweet Mihailuk a great service in the offseason, loading up on competition for him. You know, a guy like Wayne Ellington, I would have been absolutely fine with signing if they didn't trade for a DeLon Wright because now you have three guys that do truly deserve minutes. I'm not saying that a Wright or an Ellington shouldn't play, but Mihailuk is or could be part of your future, and that's something for you to figure out and for you to see how he fits alongside Killian Hayes. Uh, Blake Griffin, can he develop the two-man kind of chemistry that a guy like Ellington did when he first came to Detroit a couple seasons ago? I think that there's a player in Luke that needs to be used more. And throughout the first two preseason games, if this is what his future in Detroit is, then it's wasting a young player because he had a really good first game with 14 points, four three-pointers in 16 minutes, came out in the second game, struggled in the first quarter, and was put on the bench. What we saw from a high Luke in these two preseason games was a much more confident player. He was getting that basketball and was just firing. He didn't think about it. He didn't hesitate. He didn't try to attack the rim chaotically like he did last year from time to time. He just shot the ball. And, and that's his greatest asset. He is a marksman from beyond the arc with incredible range. Coming off of screens in catch and suit situations, he was just letting it fly. And that, the Pistons need that kind of stuff, especially in a starting unit. And this is why I truly think he should start. In a starting unit that doesn't have great shooting, Gillian Hayes is not a, going to be a great three-point shooter right away. Obviously, Mason Plumlee does not stretch the floor for you. Jeremy Grant can shoot. Blake Griffin can shoot. But Griffin's shooting is kind of it, – it's wobbly. Sometimes it's going to be on and sometimes it's just going to be off. He's not a more, he's not a consistent shooter. So to get an, a consistent threat that is going to pull the gravity of the defense or make the defense pay for not gravitating to him, that's why Mihailuk fits in that starting unit. Uh, it's something that I hope the Pistons improve upon in terms of getting him minutes and finding out where he belongs in the rotation. And there's obviously plenty of time to do that. You know, it doesn't necessarily matter if he doesn't start the first game of the regular season. It's going to take time to figure out the right rotations and 
uh, the right minutes for each player. But I certainly think Mihailuk deserves a bigger role on the team uh, in terms of shot attempts, in terms of minutes, all of that good stuff. And with the way that he came out and showed he's willing to shoot the ball, that it doesn't, it's not going to take him time to catch and shoot. It's literally going to get in his hands and it's going to be out of him within the same second. I think that he has earned and deserves a big role in Detroit currently. Now I got a question for you because this this kind of determines Dwayne Casey predicates his whole lineups based on defense. How do you feel about Svee's defense? Yeah, and there's no doubt that Mihailo is certainly not going to be a a great NBA defender. Um, he doesn't have the wingspan. He doesn't have the uh, quickness to be a great defender. But I think when you're going to watch this Piston team this year, especially with a rookie point guard, you're just going to need some guys that can knock down open looks. And that's something that Killian Hayes does a really good job of. He just puts the ball in the right guy's hand, and Svee's goat would capitalize and would play well alongside of Hayes. And I want to see that more and more. Obviously, the defense is an issue, but you kind of have to see how it goes. You kind of have to try it, I think. Um you have some guys that can mask defensive issues and Jeremy Grant and Mason Plumley. Even Killian Hayes has made some really nice team defensive plays in the first two preseason games. He's getting in the passing lanes. He's deflecting the basketball. I'm not saying it's going to be perfect. I'm not saying it's even going to work, but I think it's something that should be tried. And I think it's something that Mihailuk deserves after the year he had last year and what he's shown just in terms of watching him, how he's going to come in and he's going to just – be an option for Detroit to score the basketball for an offense that throughout two preseason games looks like they're going to have some issues scoring the basketball, he should be on the floor. Let me make a case for someone we haven't mentioned yet, and this is kind of a a pipe dream for me because it won't happen. But Svee is awesome because he can shoot, he's creative, he has potential to be an offensive star, but we are worried about his defense. Now, someone whose defense I'm not worried about is Sadiq Bey. And yes, he's big for the shooting guard position, might not be fast enough, but if this team's going to lose games and they really think they have someone in Sadiq Bey, you have almost the amount of shooting, maybe not the crazy like electric shooting that Svee can provide, but he can hit his open shots. And through these two preseason games, he has looked competent, he's looked confident, he hits his shots when they're given to him, he doesn't do anything out of himself. And I would say he's a better defender than Svee already. And they're about the same size. Maybe Sadiq's a little bit bigger. But I'm planting the seed for this right now because I think having DeLon right next to Hayes is redundant. Same thing with Rose. He kind of he's a he's a ball handler and sure you need that on the floor, but he doesn't really offer that much else. Svee, in my opinion, can play starters minutes. That's fine. I think he deserves them. But an opening lineup with Sadiq Bey out there defending other teams' best perimeter players, throwing him into the fire just like you're throwing Hayes into it because I think he deserves it and he can shoot the ball. You're not giving anything up. This is my pipe dream that I've I've been working on and I'm planting the seed for right now because I really think this is the way to go. Svi, like I said, play starter minutes, but I'm planting the seed on Sadiq Bey being the two. I'll let you plant the seed on that. I'm not sure how much I agree with that due to, you know, Bay just not being a super quick or he's not a two. He's a three, four. And I think a lot of 
draft people kind of view him more as a four than a three, although he's played the three so far in two preseason games with Detroit. But, you know, with the way the NBA goes, it really doesn't matter position-wise anymore. Uh, it just matters. Can you can you defend? Can you shoot? Uh, you have length, all that kind of stuff. But one other young player that we need to talk about who's not a rookie is Sekou Dumbuya. A quieter first game, only played 11 minutes at four points and four rebounds, but played a lot more in game two of the preseason for Detroit. And it was because he was erupting on the court. 23 points on eight of 11, shooting multiple three-pointers for him. Also had five rebounds, a pair of blocks, a steal. A really good performance on both ends of the floor for Sekou Dumboya. The Pistons in the offseason made it clear that they don't, they're not starting him. They went out and signed Jeremy Grant, who was going to be their starting small forward. You're not paying a guy $20 million to come off the bench, especially on a level of, of a team that Detroit is right now. And you have Blake Griffin at the power forward spot. So, Seiko Dumboya going to have to fight for minutes off the bench this year, at least in the beginning with guys healthy. But there's a lot to like about how Seiko Dumboya has played so far in the preseason. His improvement is something that is catching eyes. Yeah, I think he fills a definite role for the Pistons. He's a play finisher. He hits his open shots when they come to him. He gets drop-off dunks. He had that awesome no-look turnaround left-hand hook for the and one. Uh, he's a play finisher, and that's someone you need. And then lately, like especially in tonight's game, he's slashing from the perimeter. He's getting to the cup, using his handle, using his Pascal Siakam patented spin move that he loves to use to get into the lane. He's a play finisher, and that's important. You'd love to see him continue to shoot the ball well like he did tonight. You'd love to see him continue to attack from the perimeter. But I like the way he's he's doing things. He's crashing at the right times. He seems like he's becoming more familiar with the game. He's only been playing basketball for seven years, unlike a lot of these players. So the quicker he finds himself in the right place at the right time, shooting the ball well, confident, there's, some, there's a player in there that the Pistons are going to have. He's going to fight for minutes with all these older, better players in front of him, but his time is coming. And a game like tonight, while it is an exhibition, it does show you kind of who he could become. I'm going to read a quote courtesy of Rod Beard of the Detroit News. This is Pistons' Blake Griffin on Sekou Dumboya. Quote, it blows my mind that he's only 19 years old. His poise and understanding of the game has gone to a different level. End quote. Dumboya was also interviewed on Fox Sports Detroit following the game. And he was actually asked about his relationship with Blake Griffin, in which he said multiple times that it was different than last year. They're talking a lot more now off the court and on the court about the game, about other things. This is a Sekou Dumboya that has matured on so many levels. He just looks comfortable on the basketball court, which was not something that you could say Last season, on some nights, there were games where he looked lost, where he didn't look like he, where he looked like he didn't belong. That's not been the case so far at all. And what he's doing out there, you mentioned it: the slashing to the rim, moving without the ball in his hands. He is not a, a finished player. He is raw, and the Pistons knew that when they drafted him. This was not going to be a one-two-year project. 
this was going to be a slowly developing project. And that was okay because he's the youngest player. He was the youngest player drafted. He's still only 19 years old. And you're starting to see things come together for him. His movement off the ball, it kind of reminded you of a guy like Reggie Bullock when he was with the Pistons and what he made his bread and butter. It was either his catch and shoot, which Dumboya doesn't have that same level of shooting yet, but it was also his cutting to the basket, getting behind the player's baseline, finding the open gaps, and slashing hard, calling for the ball. And he did an excellent job of that. And for a guy that doesn't have a refined handle yet, it's something that you want to see him develop, obviously. But for someone that doesn't have that in his repertoire yet, for him to be able to read the defense, know when to cut, know when to be aggressive, and then he also knocked down two three-pointers tonight, being able to spot up and hit three-pointers, stretch out the floor. Dumboya looks like a much different player this year. I just want to see him continue to get time, to get opportunity, and to look comfortable out there because he's a very important part of this rebuild for Detroit right now. He's right alongside Killian Hayes as the current building block of this team. It is him and Killian Hayes. You can say, well, you know, well, where does Sima Hailuk fit in? He's a complimentary building block. He's a guy that his ceiling isn't necessarily all too high. He can, but he has a good floor. He can be a nice role-playing sharpshooter, secondary ball handler, secondary distributor, but Mihailuk, excuse me, Dumboya and Hayes, those are the building blocks. Those are the guys that you want to see become the cornerstones of your team, all-star level players. I, I, I'm really liking what I'm seeing from Dumboya right now. It's still not all there. It's still not all clicking, but there's a lot going on with him to like. If I was him, I would have been frustrated last season about his role kept changing. He didn't look the part and then he got thrown into the fire against Kawhi Leonard and had a nice game against Boston and then he's back down to the G League. We we heard so much this summer about how much work he's been putting in. As soon as we get back to training camp, same thing, how he looks completely different. He's put on muscle. I think a goal for him, if it isn't already, should just be carve out a role on the team, whether you're the sixth man, whether you're going to be vying for a starting spot, whether you're just going to be an important 20-minute-a-game player. He needs to have some consistency in his career, and this second season is a great way to start because I would be frustrated if I was being sent to Grand Rapids, sent back up to the pros to play against the best player in the league at the time, Kawhi Leonard. Just the consistency that he is trying to build game by game, practice by practice, training camp by training camp, season by season. Eventually, the hope is, like you said, he can become a cornerstone of the Pistons, an all-star level player in the future. And the only way to do that is consistency in both his production and his role. So I think everything's on the right track with Seku, like what I see. I was prepared to call him the odd man out because he didn't play that well in the first game, but this second game kind of reminded me, grounded me on Seku and who he is because he is a player to watch for the Pistons. And if you're a Pistons fan, you have to be excited about what you saw tonight from Seku Dumboya. Well, that kind of takes us into our third topic, which is about the rotation for Dwayne Casey and the Pistons overall. So far, Casey has gone deep into his rotation, but obviously he's not going to be playing 15 guys a night on a gamely basis. However, 
he has talked about going 12 deep, 13 deep, at least at the beginning of the season. Let's say that he's got to cut it down to a 10-man rotation. His rotation so far, the first 10, have been Killian Hayes, DeLon Wright, Jeremy Grant, Blake Griffin, and Mason Plumlee in the starting five. And his first five off the bench have been Derrick Rose, Svima Hailuk, Josh Jackson, and Jaleel Okafor, as well as Sekou Dumboya. That's his 10. Outside of that, there's Isaiah Stewart, there's Wayne Ellington, and there's Sadiq Bey. They all need minutes. How does he fit those guys in? Where does he fit those guys in? Should any of those guys be playing over someone that's been in the 10-man rotation so far? It seems like there's a lot of different guys that could viably play nightly. Where do they all fit? Should Casey stretch his rotation out? It's a tough task. It's not easy to handle. How does it work for the Pistons? Well, first, I want to praise you on your ability to pay attention to that because I, I was not, I didn't know that Josh Jackson was coming off the bench before Sadiq Bay. I think that's my issue with the rotation. I've mentioned before, I'm not that big of a Wayne Ellington fan. Didn't really like the signing. Isaiah Stewart still has much more work to do. Uh, the guys on the outside of them are definitely not worth playing. But I think Sadiq Bay has a chance to challenge Josh Jackson. I made the case for Sadiq Bay to start earlier, so I need to, to double down on my on my Sadiq Bay love here. He deserves to play. He's competent. He's a competent defender, competent offensive player. He looks like he belongs. He's got the size to defend. Yes, he might be a step slow, but that's going to come with time. It's not like there isn't a whole season for him to get better on defense and offense. Josh Jackson in the first game was a train wreck to me. He was a complete mess, missing easy layups, flying all over, all over the place, doing too much on offense. And yes, I want him to be good. I think being a hometown guy in Detroit, he has the potential to find a home here, play great in Detroit. He just needs opportunity, and he has it. And I think with time, I think Casey will go 10, 11, 12 deep. He'll start off 12 deep. Maybe he'll cut it down. But these guys are worth playing. We're not trying to win games. There isn't a playoff spot on the line, and maybe I'll eat my words in 70 games, but I just don't think there's any downside to playing an 11th guy in Sadiq Bay or a 12th guy in Isaiah Stewart. But, yeah, that would be my one thing. I think Sadiq Bay and Josh Jackson should have equal minutes. I think they do a lot of the same things. It's just Bay looks more polished, and maybe Jackson might be a better defender, more athletic, more springy, but... I think 11 is the right number for this team. Well, I would give my opinion, but I think I will actually switch over to some breaking news that we're going to cover here live on the podcast. It's actually not live, but we're going to cover it in real time in terms of us hearing this news. But James Edwards of The Athletic reports that the Detroit Pistons have waived Anthony Lamb, Lewis King, and LiAngelo, LiAngelo Ball. This leaves a two-way spot open on the roster for Detroit. And after two preseason games, Troy Weaver and company are out here already making roster cuts and roster changes. Uh, Tim, instant reaction. Uh, sad to see LiAngelo Ball go. Sad to see Lewis King go because I think he's a good player. 
and I was shocked about that. And then Anthony Lamb didn't really look like an NBA player tonight. The one name I'm really curious about after hearing that is uh, Dazan Musa because we haven't seen him, but somehow he's doing well enough to stay in the league. Haven't really heard anything about him. So what what's his situation? Is he is he on the outside looking in? Is he going to get cut? I mean, what what's where does he stand in all of this? And what are they going to do with the second two way spot? I'm not sure who they could bring in to fill that role, but I don't know what Lewis King did tonight that was really that bad. He played like one minute. I didn't understand why this move needed to be needed to be made now. Maybe they just were getting really annoyed with all the Leangelo Ball comments on their tweets and Instagram posts, but. It's shocking that they made this move, what, an hour after the game? An hour and a half after the game? Like, that's that's kind of funny to me. Yeah, I'm not at all surprised to see Ball or Lamb go. I, I specifically don't feel, feel or think that Ball had a reason to be on the roster in the first place. I am a little bit disappointed about Lewis King. King was a guy that played very well in Grand Rapids last season. And when you talk about a 6'10 wing that can shoot, rebounds well, uses his size well, I would have liked to have seen him on this roster in some way, shape, or form. Now, maybe there's a world where he ends up with the team still with in the G League with the Grand Rapids Drive. Um, but I'm a little disappointed. I will say I'm not shocked, however. Troy Weaver has made it very clear that he wants to build his roster and he wants to get his guys. Lewis King was not a Troy Weaver draft pick, was not a Troy Weaver guy. So I'm not surprised to see him go or at least lose his contract. Uh, he still, again, may end up with the Grand Rapids drive. But I would have liked to have held on to him. I would have liked to have kept him on the two-way contract. When you when you can shoot and rebound at 6'10", you can play either forward spot. You you should probably be playing in this league. And Lewis King kind of showed a little bit to, to pique my interest. And I know others kind of felt the same way. So I'm a little disappointed to see him go. We'll see what Detroit does with that second two-way spot. Uh, they still have to figure out what they're going to do with Davidis Servitas, their 2019 second-round pick or one of the 2019 second-round picks. Uh, he signed a contract. He obviously came over uh, to the U.S., but we have not seen him play yet. You mentioned Musa as well. Personally, that's a guy I don't feel should be on the main roster, but we'll see what Detroit does with that second two-way spot. They have Saban Lee on contract for one of those two-way deals. So one is opened up. We'll see what they do with that second spot. Um, but the Pistons will play next on Thursday against the Washington Wizards. And, Tim, we inch closer and closer day by day to the start of the regular season. Yeah, I, I'm i excited, man. This These Pistons teams these past few years have been intriguing, but never to the level that we're at right now with the young players. The fact that Troy Weaver just loves to hit the button and make moves, as you see, we get something while we're on the podcast right now. Maybe by the time you hear Aaron's voice again on the pod, there'll be much more news to break. Maybe they'll have a two-way guy again. Maybe they'll make a trade or something crazy. You never know with Troy Weaver. That's why I've been excited. 
And while the moves don't all look that clear right now, still trying to rebuild, trying to grow around Hayes and Dubois, like you said, it's just a fun time to be a Pistons fan. Even if the success isn't in the near future, I've been having a blast, and I hope you guys are too. All right. Well, that is going to do it for this week's edition of the Palace of Pistons podcast. A lot of good talk about the team, some of their young players, what their preseason has looked like so far. Again, their next game on Thursday against the Washington Wizards. And then we are really going to be up against the eve and in the nearing of the regular season. Not much time left in this quick preseason, this quick offseason that began with the NBA draft, led right into free agency, which led right into this current time of training camp and preseason. And before you know it, we're going to be playing regular season basketball. That's going to do it for this week's edition of the Palace of Pistons podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Johnson. Thank you to Tim Forkin for joining me, and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.